Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. With your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Wednesday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel here with Joel Conan and Dennis Dick on today's show. Uh, we're talking about that rotation that we experienced yesterday. If you're not Fang, we don't care about you. That's what the market said. Uh, Fang was hot. Everything else was not. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about some obvious moves. Well, moves that seem obvious uh, in hindsight. Stocks like LAKE, which blew away their earnings report. Duh. Seems obvious now. Uh, AMC had earnings five below, popped on their report. We'll talk about all these names. We'll take some questions from our chats, both on Benzinga Pro, on our pre-market site, and on YouTube. And if you're on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe, tell us YouTube that we're here, and it helps us get, uh, get more viewers. Uh, I'll bring Joel in now. Joel, give us a quick update here on what happened in the overnight session. Uh, good morning, traders and investors. Very nice overnight range. Uh, rally off the 6 p.m. open took us up to 27 and a quarter. Uh, that's the area of your high close of the rebound at 26.75. And then lurking above that, uh, the double top from Monday and Tuesday, 32.31 and 31 and a quarter. That's your gateway to 32.58.50. That was your February 25th high. On the downside, we just got tons of support, just over 31.90. That was your low on Tuesday, your inner day low on Monday, hit 31.93. So bouncing around, I'll talk about the reason for that. And then when Triple D comes on, we have crude in the red by 84 cents at 38.11. Gold tell myself to buy it when it gets under 1700 and I don't it's up 10 bucks at 1724.80 silver clears $18 up 31 cents at 18.10 and bitcoin flat $150 range in that at uh, 9805 and uh, one good thing about bringing triple d on even when he's taking some heat he's in a good mood I'm always in a good mood. A little bit of heat here today. Uh, my overnight portfolio, which I thought was diversified, apparently wasn't diversified enough. So I threw a little bit of trash in there just to give it a little bit of color overnight. You don't want any trash in your overnight portfolio here tonight, folks, because trash is trash. And what we're talking about is the airlines. We're talking about the banks are coming back a little bit, but you're seeing a lot of stocks, the REITs and, and the airlines, the cruise lines, all really getting hit here again. So it is a repeat of yesterday. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts here on this market? Because now, you know, it, it felt obvious on that day that, you know, the, the Friday when I was calling for the top on all these things, you felt like upside capitulation. It turns out that it was indeed upside capitulation. 
But now you're starting to pull off. So now you're off significantly off these highs. So if you want to do the dumpster diving, you get to a 50% retracement of the breakout moves in some of these things. Maybe they get interesting. I don't know if I want to do any of this dumpster diving in the, in the stocks and what I'm talking about. You know, the airlines and the cruise lines, obviously the revenues are down significantly there. But if you wanted to, is there some levels, Joel? Let's talk some. I don't know. We were debating that um, on the pre-pre-market show. And uh, I just kind of like American Airlines. I think that just... I don't know. I'm more comfortable with the numbers on that one than anything else. And uh, you were talking about the 50% retracement from the actual breakout. And you're, you're there. You're right there right now. Uh, for me, I kind of got to take it from that eight and a quarter low and up to, you know, that was basically a 14 point move. So for me, for long term, I would look at 15, 16 bucks. If you want to step in here a little bit early, you know, that 16 and a half, 17 dollar level, maybe you make a double bottom. Maybe you give something to lead on here. You are not going to get that double bottom today as we are trading. Well, we are, well, we're trading above yesterday's lows. So see what happens. If you want to own this, you have to own it. 1761 was a low from yesterday. 1780 was a low from June uh, last Friday. So not a bad point. I thought I saw something that the airlines are going to lose $82 billion this year yeah. or something. So, so, sounds investable, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I mean, you know, you're the stock picker. You're this. I just, I just try and buy the index because if I'm buying the index and I don't have to worry about all these, you know, different stupid stocks. And what then index? Look, you just buy an S and P's? He's buying the Jets index. <laughs> you're no, buying the Jets buying, index. No, 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 no. With all the other Robinhood traders. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. You know, when you look, you see Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, Google, and Facebook. I mean, right there, what's that, 15% of the market? You're you're owning the S&P. I have the one with the, you know, that pays a little bit higher dividends, so a little bit uh, more cushion or has the higher dividend stocks. But I don't have any interest in these at, at this point. I'd just say that seven that's a big area of support, and we're opening right on it in American Airlines. So you're going to find out whether – it's ready for a bounce very quickly. I, I think there's going to be a bounce in here somewhere. I think that's all it is, the bounce. But trying to call where the bounce happens on these is tricky. And again, looking at a lot of these stocks, it's still, what are you buying? It's not like these are good, you know, solid stocks right now. These are companies that are struggling big time. Uh -huh. So that's why, you know, I haven't really done any of the, you know, for my longer term portfolio, I haven't buying any of these stocks. Um, I'm not saying you can't, but... Have yourself an out. Don't get stuck with something, and then all of a sudden it gets really ugly. I mean, people were chasing Chesapeake. Obviously, it goes bankrupt, and you know you're buying it up at sixty, seventy dollars, thinking, oh, there's going to be a, you know, they're calling the greater fool theory on CNBC, which I agree with, thinking there's going to be a, another fool that'll come and buy it from a higher price than you. Well, that worked for two days, and now you're significantly down. So I always say buy good companies when they're on sale. I'm not so sure about buying struggling companies when they're on sale. So, what are these good companies that are on sale? Uh, I don't know. The companies that I was talking about on yesterday morning or two days ago, I was talking about actually Take Two. Remember, I was talking about Take Two, and I said that day that was a Friday. I said this is going to be down two, three bucks in in the yeah in, in the in the morning, and it was trading at one twenty six. It went down to like one twenty four, and then it caught the bed. These are companies that are firing on all cylinders, and all of a sudden they're showing life. 
So on pullbacks here, these are the kind of companies I want. I went long Spotify again. Why? Because Spotify didn't. Uh, so I was long it. And this is a, just a trade, not an investment. Swing trade though. So I'm not. I don't plan on selling it. At least not. Well, who knows? If it turns, it turns. But I don't have intention of selling it right now. It looks like it wants to break out over 200 to me. So you look at where it's went. It had the big move. It consolidation. It's a, and it's in consolidation station right now. So I can define my risk. I bought it at 180, saying if it gets below that 175, I'm going to stop myself out. And I'm going to get try to get a look at the upside. So I bought, I think, at 180 and a half or something like that. Another so, very bullish thing about Spotify is we're on Spotify. <laughs> there you go. So we've got the pre-market prep pop on Spotify there too. But I mean, this is something that is a growth business. This is something that's growing. Is evaluation extreme for sure? But it's not saying they can't get more extreme. I just think they like to these multiples like to expand in companies that are growing. And Spotify's flat firing on all cylinders right now too. It's just the chart. It looks good. It's in consolidation station. It looks like it's digesting the move from the big signing there. So gets up over 200, he'd be in full breakout mode. So I'm keeping an eye on that one too. Yeah, it's uh, it's flat on the session. Uh, what an old time high. You hit that kind of early in its IPO. That was 198.99. Your recent high is 196.75 just kind of flat here today but you're right it had the big run up the sell-off a couple days of being quiet and then a, a resumption that's what you had in a lot of the the big stocks microsoft apple amazon they just kind of fang. sat there yeah yep. fang. Just it, sat it, there it came back days. hard yesterday fang is the trade apple breaking out to new all-time highs has it continued i'm still long apple full disclosure in the long-term portfolio it is continuing to fly here this morning. Apple is up another five sticks. So you're seeing this continued rotation of FANG. Amazon, which I own Amazon, the long-term portfolio too. Again, buying these companies on the dips, good solid companies. Yes, the multiple's high in Amazon, but come on, you know, you got to say this is, you know, the biggest retailer in the world here now. People have got a taste for online and they love it. And I think even if we get out of this lockdown, which we, we know we apparently are coming out of it for the first time, even if we have to, you know, if we stay out and the reopening goes well, I think Amazon still does well. If for whatever reason the reopening doesn't go well, you know, looking at Texas and they have to do some type of, you know, second lockdown, Amazon will benefit from that as well. So I think heads Amazon wins, tails Amazon wins. I think Amazon's going to 3,000. I'm long. Yeah, up uh, 35. It had to run up into earnings. They slammed it on to earnings. And then I think you bought it the second day after I put that double bottom. Yeah. So. Yeah, I looked at this exactly. I was looking at the day May 1st and May 4th. So I, was, I had my eye on the 2258 low. I was, I'm trading it here on the Monday, May the 4th. And I'm like, okay, it's holding. It's holding that low. So um, that's when I struck and I bought around 2263. I bought a double size position, half for a trade, half for an investment. I sold the trade portion about 60, 70 points up because the scalper blinded me, but I said, I'm not going to touch the other half. And so here's a trade that is potentially turning into an investment. Me and Spinner were talking about that yesterday on the show. Spinner was talking about it in the chat that, you know, and I had mentioned it too. It's okay to make a trade. They say never let a trade become a long term investment because so many traders get down in the stock and say, I can't sell it now. And then it becomes a long-term investor because you're down in it. But I'm going to say, if you're up in it, you can absolutely make a trade, become a long-term investment. And here's an Amazon. I kind of had part of that designated investment, but if it would have taken up the lows, 
I might have, you know, turned around and, and hit the bed. So, you know, you can protect your capital in your long-term portfolio too, in a lot of cases as well. So here's a case where it gave me a nice setup and I've let the trade turn into a longer-term trade and potentially a long-term investment. All right, we're ripping here. We're up 12 handles yeah, right back. And uh, I just wanted to mention, and I mentioned this yesterday, uh, rollover. So today is really the last official day with the June being the front month contract. And tomorrow you'll be rolling to September. And when you see this, the, the volume is not equal yet. But it will shift, and I, like I said, I'll I'll trade the June through Friday, uh, you know, just to be consistent with the numbers. But there's vacuums because if you're long the June and you want to be long the SAP, you got to sell the SAP, uh, sell the June and buy the SAP, and vice versa. So there's a lot of spreading going on here, creating these volume, these packets in in the S and P's, and you can tell. I mean, we've already had um, a 37 point range, which is pretty good, and went up straight up came straight down now we're going back straight up again so very very difficult uh days to trade i've just observed that over the years just a little bit more vacuums things will really settle down on monday but i just wanted to mention that rollover once again so tack is the trade here this morning that's the taste of what everybody wants here appears this morning anyways whether that continues or not is still to be determined we know the rotation here is violent so you've got to respect the rotation. I mean, this is what this market is. And what do we mean by rotation? When money is flying out of some stocks and flying into others. And again, the airline's very weak here today. Um, new IPOs you were talking about on the pre-pre-market show, Mr. Israel. And a lot of those are getting hot, especially the tech ones. Where do you want to go there? Yeah, so there's a number of them. And really, I've just noticed that the IPOs that are getting some kind of media coverage are the ones that, because there were always like smaller IPOs that don't get a ton of coverage, like smaller healthcare, biotech names that just, you know, kind of fizzle. Uh, but these, these stocks like ZI and VRM and WMG, Warner Media Group, and I guess this... Uh, uh, Nikola the reverse merger IPO. I guess like I'm gonna throw that into that group as well. So sure. these uh these IPOs that are that have that have gone public in the last week or two that are getting uh, press coverage are popping. And these uh, are growth. There so was again, more on that list. I want. Yeah, to, you're looking uh, at companies that are just DUO starting out. Well. And what's that, Spencer? DUO as well. What was that? I saw, I still missed it. DUO. 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 Yeah. Okay, I don't know that one at all. Shout out to Jeremy Newsom. I'm not sure if he's up this early. Oh, I don't listening. know what the hell that DUO thing did. That was insane yesterday. I just uh, but it up. Jeremy mentioned over the weekend what we thought of this Zoom info, and uh, I almost just wanted to buy it because it had Zoom in there. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that was my first instinct, and then it has all the buzzwords: subscription-based software as yeah. a service company sells access to database of information about people and companies to state sales mark i mean it's got all the buzzwords in that one and yep. uh yeah and boom great call. that's what this market likes it likes buzzwords and it's simple i mean you know you look at this duo and actually well, right. uh, well, my mistake du duo did an ipo like the ipo did back in anyways still there was somebody I, I did see actual tweet on this as i'm remembering it now yeah. and somebody was saying oh you know we got traders that are hearing fangs hot so they went and bought fanged F-A-N-G-D-D. -D. I have no idea what the hell this does, but I mean, it is. We, we saw they had the D-list, Z-O-M-M, -M, because people kept confusing it with, Zoom, with the Zoom, Z-M. 
I mean, it's it's that dumb. Like, uh, the, the, like there's so, so much like people who don't know what the hell they're doing out there that they think they're buying Zoom, what we're on right now, and they're buying the wrong stocks. I actually delisted the stock for that reason, which is unbelievable. So, I mean, there's a lot of people who are doing a lot of weird things. So that Zoom info trade, just because it has Zoom in it, guaranteed, you know, it gets hot <laughs> because know. of that. Just I because know. it says Zoom and people probably think, oh, this is Zoom, I'm buying that one. So anyways, why it's popping here this morning, it got the Kramer pump last night on CNBC. Nice. And I traded this last night off of this. Kramer um, was talking on CNBC and the stock, somebody call her, called up. So what do you think of Zoom Info? And he said, and I, I don't know remember exactly what he said, but um, so I'm going to, don't quote me on this, but he said that they price this thing too low and this thing's undervalued. And when he said that, the stock went 51, 52, 53, 54, 55, 56 bucks. It literally went up 13% in the next 20 minutes. All because of Jim Cramer. It wasn't doing anything for the two hours after hours. It wasn't doing it, just chopping around. As soon as he said this is undervalued, it had a nonstop bid for the next 20 minutes, driving it up to 56 bucks. I bought some stock and, and then I flipped it out for a point and I thought I was doing pretty good. I was like, <laughs> well, I sold that way too soon. I did not anticipate. As soon as he said it, as soon as he said it, I was like, I'm lifting offers. So I bought some, I think 50, 40 and 50, 50. And I was able, and I'm, I'm wiggling out of some of 51. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to wiggle out of some a little higher. I got the rest of it like 5170. <laughs> the thing's 52, 53, 54, 55, 56. I'm like, is this, is it, are, are we this nuts? Because Kramer gave it a little bit of love. We're going to buy this thing up. I mean, yeah, that's where we're at. We're continuing. And you know what? There's no, it's all air above here. So There's it can continue. There, yeah. There's people that got this. Kramer said, buy it. And whoever says retail can't move stocks. Did not watch Zoom Info last night because that's not algos buying off of Jim Cramer's, you know, comments. They might. There. there might be some algos. Very that. sophisticated. Maybe they're the first ones. But that is continued buying by people who are literally watching CNBC. They're new to see, they're new to stocks. A lot of these people are new to stocks. They don't know what to buy. Jim Cramer says this one's undervalued. I'd buy it. And they buy it. And that's, you know, you're seeing CNBC move stocks so much. And that's because a lot of traders are new and they're still learning and they don't know what they're doing. So they're going to trust, you know, the, the only name. Like if you're new, if you're just getting in the stock market, you don't know Dennis Dick, you don't know Joel Alconin, you don't know a lot of people, you know, in the markets. You might not know even Carl Icahn. You probably heard, if you're, if you're like just in a different industry completely, you know, let's say I, I'm getting my first taste of the stock market. You've probably heard of Warren Buffett. You know, you've probably, you know, you've heard of Bill Gates and that, but stock market personalities, You've probably heard of Jim Cramer. You know, Jim Cramer is oh, very popular. I mean, he's well known. So he, out of like TV was, personalities. He was in Iron Man. Man. He was in Iron Man. Don't forget yeah. that. So yeah. So if, if I'm just saying, if you don't know anything about the stock market, you've probably heard about Jim, Jim Cramer. So if you were just starting and you go, oh, watch this Jim Cramer. You know, I've heard of him, you know, and I've never really followed him. But, you know, I've seen him. He's fun. And you watch him. You must be like. Okay, well, I'm just going to do whatever Kramer does. And right now, he says something, starts going up. It's like, I'm just going to follow Kramer. What and was the spread when you lifted that? What was it? Was it a 50 it to 50 50? I lifted yeah. it 50 cents higher right yeah. away. I, yeah. I mean, there wasn't much stock there. I, I tried to go a couple levels to try to get some stock. There was like, you know, 800 shares, 700 shares, and you're trying. And I'm fighting with, I'm probably fighting with a couple, you know, I don't think I'm fighting with an algo, but I'm fighting with a couple other traders that are pretty fast too. 
so trying to grab it because it's probably going to go. I mean, sometimes Kramer says something that's not going to go. It's not going to move much. But a hot little IPO like this, when he says some little, you know, hot little thing, and he says, I'd buy it, this is undervalued, it's going to move. You know, that's a no-brainer. Like if he says, you know, when he talks Tesla, because it's a widely followed stock, of tes- you know, every time he talks Tesla and says, this thing's going to 1,000, it goes up, tw- you know, 5, 10 points on his comments because it's so widely followed. It has such a retail following. So stocks that have a really big retail following are going to move more off of, off of a Kramer, you know, commentary. So it was predictable that this would move off of it. I never predicted it go up 13% on Jim Kramer. No. So if you wonder why Zoom Info's up, market helps it a little bit. It was up 13% last night when the market was just basically flat, all because of Kramer. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's, um, let's get a couple earning stocks in here. And uh, maybe AMC should lost more money. Because then it would be trading even higher than it is. AMC. Yeah, okay. it's coming off the highs already, is it not, Joel? What I, was I the actually, high? I actually want to uh, give us the numbers. I want to wait on that for a second because Starbucks just came out with some prelim numbers here. So okay. Uh oh, uh oh. What do we got? Yeah. Starbucks breaking uh, news. Benzinga Pro. Starbucks over here. So uh, they had an AK out this morning. Prelim. Q3 adjusted EPS guidance to give a range of a 70, 55 cent loss to a uh, 70 cent loss versus a 16 cent loss estimate. So not great on that. Uh, they see a sales decline oh. of three to three point two billion dollars. Operating income down uh, two to two point two billion. Uh, I guess almost all their stores in China are open and 90% have returned to pre-pandemic operating hours. That's great, but what about their revenue? Uh, and so. Not great uh, prelim Q3 numbers here for Starbucks. Well, this is their guidance. This isn't even the last quarter. This is just what they're guiding for going forward. This is their, well, the Q3 is, is this quarter. So they're, they're guiding, coming up. Yeah, they're guiding for this quarter. I mean, are, do we, is the market going to start caring? When, tell me when the market starts to care about fundamentals. And is, has it started? Did it start two days ago? Because it kind of looks like it started two days ago. And if it did, there's going to be a lot of bad numbers to come from a lot of companies. This market has not gave two hoots about any fundamentals, any missed numbers. They were just buying the pullbacks on everything. And maybe that happens here again. Maybe the Starbucks dip just gets bought because it's Starbucks and everything's going to be okay. We're coming out of this lockdown and this is just a 2020 write-off year. But these are terrible. This is terrible. But again, has to be expected, doesn't it? I mean – right. You've got, you know, everybody sitting at home. Well, of course, you know, Starbucks sales are going to go down to a certain extent. Half the stores were closed. So they're just trying to get them reopened and people are still spooked. So I I, got to think a lot of that. I would have thought of a lot of it was priced in. But after the Lakeland Industries report last night, when I watched the stock go up 54% because they they, they make protective wear and everybody was absolutely shocked that this mass company protective wear company beat the numbers. I mean it's maybe nothing is priced in. So let's do Starbucks first, then we'll go to Lakeland. Uh, you just hit 80.20, and you're trying to bounce here. Uh, so I'll look at 80 bucks. Uh, you had that low at 79.97. So if they, it holds 80, you know, uh, maybe you get a chance to rebound. If you get anywhere near uh, the close, well, the close and the low from yesterday, I'd even, you know, if you really wanted to wiggle out of this, 81.76, that fills the gap from yesterday. So you might need to be a little bit of hold ahead of that. 
big rally here. I mean, I don't think you need to step in and be a hero today in this run at 80 bucks. And the reason I say that is they'll let the dust settle for one or two days. I think you might be able to see this thing. I don't know about today, but there's a pair of lows at 78.40. I mean, I try and hold on from that. I mean, they came out. They just gave you bad news. I just don't see, you know, rushing out to buy it today. Well, it's worked, though, Joel. It's worked every time to to buy right off the hop. I mean, this is what has happened the last two months. It's worked every single time. You're buying companies on bad news. I mean, the Hewlett Packard quarter was a disaster. It sat down there for two days and then got it all back. I'm long HPQ. Um, you you, You look at it's worked again and again and again. So it's hard to just say it's not going to work. I mean, I'm not going to sell it in the hole. And you got an 80 breakout from a technical basis. It's retesting support. Um, you know, maybe maybe they do shrug it off. It all depends on what they're willing to shrug off. Is Texas, you know, the news there that, you know, the reopening isn't going that well? Is that a game changer overall? Was that the reason, the catalyst that we really turned yesterday, going back into some of the lockdown stocks and selling the reopening stocks? Maybe. Maybe that was the catalyst. You know, some of the reopenings, we been talking about Phoenix, that hasn't been going well. So, you know, if the reopenings start to not look good, then all of a sudden it becomes very scary to have any of these stocks. But I, I don't know if it's going to – we don't know how that's going to – nobody knows really, you know, how this reopening is going to play out for every state. You know, yes, there's going to be ups and downs. It's not going to be smooth. It's not like there's going to be no cases. But is it to an extreme level where the market starts to get concerned again and then starts to seriously sell some of these companies off if they get scared of a second lockdown? Um, maybe. But day one, Starbucks, I, I, I don't know. And, and Dennis, and here's a thought. Think back to what Barry Diller said last week, right? Uh, how many companies are going to come out and whether it's preliminary numbers or not and just let set the bar so low so that when they do report in July and August, they beat the low bar, right? Well, they're, they're good at that. That's what they do. Right. They set the bar. Exactly. Spencer, they've set the bar and we're talking to the Expedia uh, chairman there. Right. Um, they've done that already. They've set the bar low and maybe Starbucks here is now setting the bar low. I think so. So they can come out in the next quarter and beat that low guidance. I mean, this is the game that it was very, you know, he, he, he explained it. And yeah. we know, it. I mean, you know, but here you have a chairman actually saying this is what these companies do. You know, they set the bar low, they get hit a little bit on the setting the bar low. And then when they come out and beat the bar in a month or half, when they actually report earnings, then the stock's going to rally the hell out of it. So there's some truth to that too. So Starbucks just playing the game right now. And maybe this is, this is a really low ball number so they can come out and beat it at a later date. Maybe the question of the today though, is do you buy the dip on Starbucks? I think it depends on how heavy you are, first of all, in these kind of stocks. Is it a good company? Absolutely. Is it struggling in this environment? Absolutely. So a lot of question marks there. Uh, it's intriguing, but I don't know if I'm coming in by that. Well, all right. So here's what I would say. If you wanted to buy Starbucks before and were to yep. whatever reason, then now is your chance. Congratulations. You're getting a dip, but it's not even a big dip. We're down 2%. So it's not like we're down, you know, American Airlines, people are looking at it. And obviously the stocks bounced back here a little bit from the lows here. You know, all these things were getting smacked, but I mean, you know, even Spirit Air, you can look at that one and it's 21 bucks. And, you know, so now you're coming off the, the highs here where you're getting a significant dip. I mean, American Airlines is 18 when it was almost $23. So now it's like down 25%, 30% from the highs made three days ago. That feels like a dip. But Starbucks obviously don't have that kind of move, so they're not going to get that kind of dip there. But 
there's support from 70 to 80. So once you get in the That's 70s. That's why, yeah. Yep. yep. It, it, I wouldn't be shorting it. I'll say that. I'm not going to short it in the hole. Can we go to Talk Lake? Because here's something I would do today. <laughs> I don't have any position on this. And I should have shorted it last night when I was up at 25. I was just, I, my jaw was just dropping. So, okay. Give us the numbers for LAKE. They were really good. I mean, blow it away. Give us the numbers. I'll pull it up in the pro here. So, uh, uh, reporting after the bell yesterday, Lakeland Industries Q1 EPS $1.07 versus a $0.15. Cent Blew it away. Sales of forty five point six versus twenty seven million dollars. So they blew. You you don't you don't often see beats of that nature, uh, but they blew away the estimates. Um, and I guess if you, you saw it in Zoom, Zoom blew it away. Like you know, kind of yeah. to that nature. This is yeah. you know we were saying Zoom was a big earnings beat. This was a huge earnings beat. This might have beat the Zoom earnings beat. But let's be honest here, the protective garment maker. They make masks. They make protective equipment. They make everything that was needed in this last quarter. This is going to be their best quarter in the history of the company, I would think. So I thought, actually crossed my mind, I'm like, Lakeland's going to beat, but how much of it is already priced in? Apparently none of it was priced in, which is just, you know, I actually thought it yesterday. I'm like, well, it ran up a buck ahead of the numbers. You know they're going to beat. The market knows they're going to beat. They're going to beat big. Because they make protective gear in an environment that need in a, in a world that needed protective gear, I never fathomed that they would buy this thing up fifty percent on this report. So if I was Long Lakeland Industries, and I'm not, and I wish I was, and I wish I would just you know did the simple trade, buy another report because they're going to kill it. Um, you would have you would have rocked it. You would have absolutely murdered it. Fifty percent, you'd be up uh, as of last night. It's already coming off the highs. I would hit, this is another one like the Gilead trade, which I had right. I feel convicted on this. I'm not saying it's off from the highs. It was a 25. Could it go back yeah. there and test it? Maybe. But I think this thing opens up. I think when you look at this two days later, it's significantly lower. So chasing this after the one good quarter that you knew they were going to have because of COVID, I think is insane. I think if you're buying this at $24, $25, thinking, well, this is a turn and Lakeland's going to be killing it for quarters and quarters and quarters. Maybe if we never, ever get past COVID again, they continue to rock it. But everybody else is making, you know, protective gear now too. So competition all over the place for them. They're the benefit of COVID, the, 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 the pure benefit. You know, I was playing this back in February, March, because, you know, with, the, with those lists, we talked about Lakeland. I just, you know, I never had quieted down. It was kind of over. And then all of a sudden now it gets the pops back into like the February, March highs when COVID was just getting started. Sold to you. Yeah, it did get to 2497. Insanity. Yeah. And then some sellers came in, not to down to 2140. So then you just made another run at 24 there. I mean, if you, if you don't, if you're a gap buyer and you like this and you think it's going back to uh, that pre-market high, which I think it's going to be tough because when you look at the daily, you had that one spike to what 28, 28 even, and a lot of people in that day it hit opened to 27 and a quarter, hit 28, made a low at 17.24 and closed at 21.11. So. There's a lot of people here looking between, you know, 20 and 28. Like, I want to break even on this trade. If I could just get out at 24 and a half, yeah. I'll be so happy. So, 
definitely, especially when it goes up that quickly and down that quickly on a big volume day. So I, I'm with you on this one. If you have to, you know, if you have to play it from the long side, boy, oh boy, it loses 21. I think that the, uh, the pace of decline really accelerates. I mean, every time it popped back, even in the COVID days, the pops were all selling opportunities. So now you get the big last gas pop here for all these protective gear makers and APT is getting a lift with it. Big time here as well. Going to report, obviously, um, coming up, I believe, too. But 12.50 has popped up, too, from 10.67. So the sympathy move here with Lake. I think it's a ring the register opportunity, like like, like big time. Okay. <laughs> like uh, like ring the register. Well, think about this. If you're ticker, long it. And I, I might even short it at the open. We'll see. Well, listen, well, listen Ticker Vault with some good info on the YouTube chat. 20% short interest. So keep an eye on that. This Squeezing is a look, them a bit. Which is, the who's, who the hell is short Lakeland? This is a low okay. float play, all right? Watch out. It's a low float, low float play, high short interest. It, it can do – Squeezing them a bit. And, and we did. We saw that. We saw a squeeze. I know what? I might – I might, might be 21% interest after the open. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know if anybody got that. <laughs> I, I did. <laughs> all right. I, I haven't decided on that one yet, but I'm interested in the short side on that. Okay. No all position right. yet. Two, two minutes before we're going to grab our guest, let's just quickly uh, – cover AMC since Joel mentioned it here. They reported after the close as well yesterday. Uh, and no surprise, they lost money. They lost $2.22 per share, uh, which is worse than worse than estimates. Sales also worse than estimates at $941 million versus a $951 million estimate. Uh, and they said they're currently planning to reopen almost all of their U.S. theaters in July. Whether this feels like Macy's part two. Yep. Does I think you know you were saying that Joel um, Macy's with the big pop yesterday because why was Macy's oh they got the credit and they got the, what was some stores reopening or something they gave they, they, they also gave prelim numbers they, they faded the hell out of that pop and it went straight down I think AMC is the same story here again you know this reopening trade has been track. long in the tooth you're getting a pop here on the reopening and the movie theaters is two to seven. You're buying it now. You're late to the party. Johnny come lately off and loses money. Sold to you. Uh, you did pop up to 720 twice. So if you, uh, if you want to target on the upside, uh, long-term trend in this, like since 2017, this has been a downward trend accelerated uh, during the, you know, the COVID-19 crisis. I mean, how many, I mean, I, over the last year, I mean, I can't, you know, been to the movies maybe once or twice. I mean, it just, you, there's a change going on. And these, these movies are just going to go, right, Mitch is saying, straight on demand. And also, what are you going to do? Go to theater. I mean, the capacity, are you going to sit six feet away from everybody? Are you yeah. going to run up and uh, get popcorn? I mean, I just, the whole dynamic has changed. Think here, about so. the uncomfortableness sitting in a movie theater, at least right now. When you hear, you know, there's, there's 100 people around you, even if you do the social distancing, there's still 50, 60, 70 people around, which isn't good for them at all. But then, you know, you're watching your movie and you hear coughing and you hear there's always somebody coughing in the movie theater. Every time somebody coughs now, you'll be like, Ugh, you know, here I am in this room. I kind of uncomfortable. Is it an enjoyable experience? I mean, there inevitably is going to be some people coughing. The same thing with restaurants. It's an issue. I mean, drive through, it's not an issue for but when you're sitting in a restaurant and people are sitting at a table six feet away and the guy's hacking up a storm, maybe swallowed wrong or whatever, it's going to be that uncomfortable feeling. So, Dennis, so that's going to be there for a while. Dennis, I, I went to your restaurant yesterday. 
I, Where'd you go? I got peer pressured by Luke into <laughs> going. Where'd uh, you go? Cadillac Diner. I've never heard of it. I've yeah. never heard of that. It's by the office. Well, it's a local diner down down here, but uh, well, how I was it? I didn't want to go. <laughs> you, you didn't want so Luke pressured no, you in there. I didn't want to go, but Luke said Luke was like, "Come on, let's go out." So okay, it was the first Did he treat at least. Put how were, were you comfortable in there? Did you feel like were you thinking like about well, the virus at all? What was your thought process in there? I'm just curious. We got there. There was one other table that was full, and we left, and there was still one other table that was full. And that was it. So we, there were two tables and it, that were full in the entire restaurant. We Before we bring in Ivan, I just want to give yeah. you one interesting anecdote on that. Um, Emily was covering the reopening of the restaurants in this area for Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. And she was going to all these places. And she, she calls and she goes, they're just not busy. I want to go somewhere that's busy. And I'm thinking to myself, well, maybe people aren't going out to eat. Right. And, you know, so it's going to take, it's going to take a while, but she really, I think stage Delhi, I think was, uh, was pretty crowded, but um, let's get our guest thoughts on this. Ivan Feinseth is a partner and CIO at uh, Tigris financial partners and uh, Ivan, good morning. Can you hear me? Oh, well, we see, see a video of some kind. Ivan, are you there? All right, having problems. Is he here. on the floor? No, that's just a picture. <laughs> Looks like the floor. The floor. Uh, Ivan, uh, I think we're having some. I see uh, Ivan there. He's right in the corner. Yeah, right. Well, there. Uh, no, Ivan, having a hard time hearing you, so maybe uh, change the audio settings uh, on your computer to, to, to switch with Zoom. Or, uh, But we will the get The corner I- button, the little mute button, too. Yeah, well, no, he's not mute. muted, so it must no. be audio. Oh, you setting. see him not muted. Uh, yeah, so. Is he, uh, do you have his phone? Can you call his phone? Uh, yeah, I'll have to connect with Ivan. How about, here. How about now? Hey, you Ivan. hey, Ivan, how you doing? I, uh, I don't know. I got uh, my settings are a little messed up here. All right, uh, Ivan, uh, you're in. So yeah, I see your video here, but I don't actually see your face. So I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna turn We're gonna get uh, Ivan on video, and you. Well, I just see that picture. Uh, uh, Yes, I know the camera's not working for some reason. All right, uh, Ivan, you're in New York. Uh, are you when the restaurants reopen? Are you comfortable going out to eat? Well, actually, I live in New Jersey, and I see a lot of the restaurants around me are either building patios, decks, mm-hmm. or they're putting tents and, and tables and chairs in the parking lot. So yeah. uh, I think they're going to allow outdoor dining, you know, which is great because it's the summertime. So the answer is yes, I will go. Okay. Um, I, I think you will see the places packed. Uh, every time we see people have the opportunity to go out, they are going. Um, maybe even too much so. You see pictures of people out last uh, Memorial Day and people weren't social distancing and a lot of them were not even wearing masks. So um, the the big thing will be, people are going to go out. People are tired of being home. So there's a lot of pent up demand. The, the big tell will be if we do get this resurgence in new infections you know, this fall that will cause a panic. However, if things continue to progress the way they are, this reopening process is driving the economy forward and the market higher, and that will continue. So uh, the, the, the slight pickup I think that we are seeing in new cases has to do with the fact that there's a, a lot more testing being done and available, well, available and being done. So um, it'll be about new cases, but uh, there's no question that there is pent up demand. I, I think specifically new cases in the hotspots, because I, I was reading this morning that what, like 14 states are, are at 
are, are seeing the, their curve go back up right after Memorial Day weekend. Uh, so I think 14 states are at a record uh, seven-day average of new cases. So I think it might it may just be how bad it gets in the hot spots in California and in New York City in that area. Um, Ivan, you, you cover a lot of stocks. Uh, you cover some stocks that are more affected by this crisis than others. Uh, on a company like Norwegian Cruise Lines, that that's in your coverage. How do you yes. how do you do research right now? How do you how do you put a rating out there? And uh, you know, in this in this kind of a crisis where data is is, is hard to come by and the models are out of yeah. whack, you got to look beyond this year. Unfortunately. This year is um, a lost year for them. You know, 2019 was a record year and following 2018. And I was with the CEO of Norwegian in early 2020 before the pandemic broke out. And they were looking forward to a record year again in 2020. Uh, unfortunately, through no fault of their own, their business has been shut down. Their stock plunged to all-time lows. But people want to cruise because they are seeing booking demand as soon as windows open. Some windows have opened and closed for this year, but 2020 is showing strong demand better than 2019 at, uh, you know, within normal price levels. So they're not heavily discounting. So people want to go on cruises to give you some numbers. In 2019, 30 million people went on cruises and there was an estimate that 32 million were ready to go in 2020. That will just get stretched out one year and go to 2021. You can see the reaction in the stock. It has run up. Maybe it's gotten a little ahead of itself on the enthusiasm, but um, all three of the major cruise companies, including Norwegian, raised plenty of capital to carry them through. Norwegian can last 18 months from May if they don't sail at all. And I think you will see the window as open as early as, let's say, late August, early September, where they start to phase in ships to as late as maybe March. Uh, the longer, I mean, the earlier, the better, um, but uh, it, will, it will resume. And um, what holds the you know, cruise industry back is a limit of demand, not excess. There's no, uh, not excess demand. They uh, grow, the industry grows as fast as they can add new ships. And they can add uh, only a few ships a year because there are only a few places in the world that build them. And it takes a couple of years to plan and build a ship. So, and there's demand for the big mega ships that are four and five, <coughs> hold four and th five uh, thousand passengers and, you know, small, more intimate uh, ultra luxury cruises that are, you know, 500 to a thousand passenger ships. We're on the line with Ivan Feinseth, partner and CIO at Tigris Financial Partners. Uh, taking a step back here from the, you know, from the individual stocks here, uh, veteran of the markets here, could you just, you know, tell us, you know, about your late February and early March? I know you've been a, a longtime bull of this market, a longtime supporter. I mean, there had to been some tough phone calls with people. And I just wondered if you could just, uh, you know, shed a little light on, you know, what you dealt with uh, during those times and what you said to people. Oh, absolutely. The toughest thing was to keep people in the market, to do what I view as the right thing. And that I spoke about that in past pandemics, of which there have been 11, within six months, seven out of 11 times, the market, I'm sorry, recovered within three months. 11 out of 11 times the market recovered within six months. You have to look beyond this. I tend to lean optimistic and bullish, but 
<clears throat> you have to look beyond these near-term problems. And I mean, it was a panic. And I always say nobody makes money panicking. And I, I've never met a successful pessimist. So uh, it was hard to keep people in. But then, uh, you know, I had one client, she said to me, look, I, I, she, she went into the market right before the downturn, the big downturn. She retired, went into the market. She said, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't take it. And I said, you got to believe, you got to stay in. And as we've seen, the market has come back really nicely. And a lot of the companies I follow, the leading tech stocks that I recommend are at new all-time highs. The NASDAQ is at a new all-time high. And I know it's not this disconnect between Wall Street and Main Street. It's that the market is forward-looking. And I believe the market, the stock market <clears throat> is much more accurate at pick at predicting economic recoveries than the bond market is at predicting recessions. recessions. What, what about the, this and, and, you know, just talking about these bank, this bankruptcy trade, and I, and I know you don't cover so many stocks, but I just want to get your thoughts here, where we saw stocks like Chesapeake Energy, which was, you know, teetering on bankruptcy and, you know, going from $12 to $80 and now obviously announcing and the stock's back at 20 um, Hertz, which is bankrupt, going from $0.80 cents to $6.00. Um, what is, what is the pricing action that's causing something like that to happen? What are your thoughts? Like, I, I think it's just, you know, retail getting excited and just buying anything, but what are your thoughts here on this bankruptcy trade where these stocks are going up so much? WLL was another one going from a dollar to three and a half dollars. The company's bankrupt. I, I don't understand what the prospects are for, you know, being a buyer here. Uh, I think that everybody likes a bargain. People look at these stocks as um, like options. And, uh, you know, it is heavy speculation. I don't really follow these or would recommend yeah. doing it. But um, uh, I think that's uh, what the draw is. So, okay. So you are long-term bullish, Ivan. Uh, but but even you said with regards to NCLH, but really with regards to the market here, it seems like it's got a li little bit ahead of itself. So, how do you how do you negotiate those two things? That you're you're bullish long term, you're you're looking past the crisis, and yet at the same time, this rally that we're in feels a little overextended. Um, it is, and <clears throat> we could pull back at any time. But uh, I think you got to, I view any pullbacks at this point as a buying opportunity. Uh, we're also going into the summer, which is, you know, traditionally a little bit of a quieter time. The market tends to trade sideways and, you know, create some trading opportunities. But um, I have been a, a believer in at least, a, if not a V-shaped recovery, a very narrow, you know, tight U. And it may bounce a little bit, but um, I think that we are on a recovery trajectory. And so I say, stay bullish and, you know, look to buy on the dips, leave a little cash for some opportunities and uh, buy all the good names that what, were on sale. What would, when you say you'd buy a pullback, like what, what, what does a pullback mean? What kind of pullback are we talking about? I, I think I've been tracking when the market, when the S&P 500 was 28, 29, I thought a pullback could be to 2,600. Now I think that uh, 2,800 is strong support. That would be a big pullback, but um and the S&P has just broken through 3,200. So I would say around 2,900, 3,000 would be a, a key pullback range. That would be significant, but um, you know, I still like to buy. Uh, NVIDIA had a great run. It went to 365. It pulled back to just below 
350. Now it's back to 365. And um, companies like Lumina, which are really both uh, NVIDIA and Lumina are being used to help solve this pandemic crisis by, you know, genomic mapping which gives insight to the you know, mutation direction of the virus and also the effectiveness of vaccines. So uh, those are two names that I think will benefit or actually help solve this crisis. All right, Ivan Feinseth has been on with us. He is a partner and CIO at Tigris Financial Partners. Ivan, we always appreciate your time and have a good one. And whether you're going out or not, I guess stay safe regardless. You too, stay safe and uh, thank you for having me on. All right. Thanks, Ivan. Uh, 8.49 here, guys, about 10 minutes left in our show. Uh, there's a few more things uh, on my list and a lot of stuff from the chat today. So I wanted yeah. to get to some tickers from the chat. Uh, we were asked specifically in the Benzinger Pro chat about uh, work, sl- or Slack okay. work. Um, this okay. one is uh, cooled off from where it had been. It, it was one of those you know, ridiculous run-ups here. It's off the highs, but... Uh, Give us some thoughts here, Joel, on Slack. Uh, I mean, we've been talking about this one since the uh, uh, since the earnings crush, and you put a double bottom in at thirty fifty two, thirty fifty five, right? And then the third time down, they didn't wait for that. They went to thirty eighty five, and they stepped up. So I, I, I mean, from a swing trade perspective, even if you're hopping in here at thirty one fifty, thirty one seventy, I mean that's your bogey. I mean the vibe, you Whoever wanted out got out. Those I think those two days, they yeah. ninety one million on the big down day, thirty seven million on the second day. So you know everyone that's out of the pool, you know that wanted out of the pool is out and. I think you get I think you get a retracement here of this move. Uh thirty two bucks is important. Uh thirty two twenty nine, that was the high. I think you break above that and uh at least thirty three sixty and you got a big gap to fill. It just seems like it had to sell off, you know, off the earnings, catching its breath. I, I like this one. You have defined risk, that double bottom from the earnings day and then the next day and even yesterday. You can almost call it a triple bottom. I know we're thirty cents away from it, but the stock's pretty choppy. 30 and a half. So I'd say under 30 bucks, I wouldn't want to own it. But right here, you could make a trade. You could say, I think it's going to bounce back. We got, you know, some of these lockdown trades are starting to come back into favor. Some of this growth tech is coming back into favor. This is the kind of environment that work can start to work in again, pun intended. So I would say under 30, I would be my out. So if I'm buying it here, I don't want to see a trade under 30. And I want to see it start to get out of here because the longer it stays here, Exactly. The more so, if it stays here again in this range and again in this range, it makes me think it actually might resolve to the downside. The longer they take the bounce, is more likelihood that it's not going to bounce. I mean, and this one, I want to talk about this stock. And somebody asked me last night, look at this upwork. I don't even know what to make of this UPWK. We had the big move. I'm out of it now. I was in it. I was in it for the move, and then oh. I've got back in it in consolidation station. But it's hung out here too long, and it spooked me. So I actually scratched the trade. I was like, it's just been out down here. It's just been too long. So it's such a consolidation that I'm actually scared that, you know, I kept thinking it's a consolidation to go higher, but because it's been like 15, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, like 15 trading days in there. We're in this tight little range. It's coiled up and it's going to do something, but the longer it takes to bounce makes me spook that it's not going to bounce. So I, I don't know. I want to see Upwork go. I, I kept thinking it was going to go. I'm watching it closely, but holy cow, it just doesn't go anywhere. 
I see the consolidation station here. I mean, twelve. I mean, someone really wants to own this thing at twelve bucks. Look at those lows. Holy mackerel! Going back, uh, left. Going back only twenty seconds. So, hold on for that. You know, maybe give yourself a little bit of room. Maybe you need like an upgrade or something. I don't know how widely filed. It needs stock a catalyst. Is. You're right. Yeah, that's what, that's what it needs. It gets an upgrade. It gets a downgrade. It's going to resolve the downside. <laughs> it gets an upgrade. It's going to resolve the upside. It needs a catalyst. It's stuck. It's the big battle between the bulls and the bears here, and it's stuck, and it needs a catalyst to go one way or another. And I'd say go with the victor. If it starts to break down, you short the thing, it starts to break out, goes 1260, 1270, starts to go, then maybe you pay the breakout. So, what do they again, do again? It's, it's, I know you told me. What are they Upward? doing? It's like yeah. um, it's like online uh, uh, freelancing. It, it, it's all, I'd say it's a lockdown play. Like I, I, I kind of see it as a, uh, benefiting from the lockdown. Yeah, you so, can, like, you and can I think that's there. why you had the big move up there, you know, when all the lockdown stocks were going, and then you've had a cooling off period as obviously this reopening trade has taken hold. Um, if you know, and they and, and it looks like the lockdown stocks are starting to show some life here again. Not saying we're going back into a lockdown, but any fear of us going into a lockdown will cause these lockdown stocks to catch a bit. So you don't have to go into a lockdown for the lockdown stocks and the lockdown stocks we've been talking about, obviously the gamers and, you know, the online shoppers like Amazon, even Shopify. Um, you know, we've got a list, you know, we've been talking about 15, 20 stocks that obviously, you know, do well zoom at the top of that list that do well. If the economy is in lockdown, um, there's not a lot of stocks that do well in economies in lockdown. That's the list that we've been talking about. So I, I tend to think that Upwork, is a lockdown stock and it's going to kind of move with those, but it hasn't caught a bid the last few days when some of the other lockdown stocks been going up and that's a concern as well. So it's stuck. Needs a catalyst. Uh, RCA in the chat, remembering that the chairman was on Kramer uh, back in, back in early May and that. That was a catalyst too. And like I said, you know, love him or hate him. Jim Kramer is very influential on zoom info last night, which is now trading $55. It was 50. Kramer mentioned that and said it was undervalued and it's 55. Kramer in this market right now, I'm going to say it. Kramer is more influential than any analyst out there right now in this market. He can be more influential on everything because the analyst coverage is just on certain stocks. You know, every analyst is covering like Ivan's only covering, you know, 10, 15 stocks. Kramer's talking all markets. He's moving stocks all the time. And, you know, and, and he's not one people say he's talking his book. He's running a charitable trust. He's not doing anything, you know, like, you know, of that nature where he's trying, you know, to move his stocks higher. People say that it's ridiculous. I respect Jim Cramer very much. The person knows so much about every company, fundamentals, you know, he throws in the technicals, you know, he's, he'd be one of my heroes. I love Jim Cramer. He's funny as hell. I mean, everybody, you know, uh, you think about, you know, and then, you know, the influence that he has is just incredible, you know, like, and, and you have to respect that influence. So love him or hate him. What I'm saying is you have to respect his influence. When he says something, it will move the price. And if you're day trading and you're trying to fight Jim, a lot of times, you know, that's going to be, if you were trying to fight Zoom, Zoom info saying, well, 51, 52, this is ridiculous. It's 55 in your face. So you've got to respect that they move stocks. I want to do Chewy real fast before I forget. Because How Chewy do? I'm really curious on this one. Well, Shoot up the earnings, but the stock. I will, didn't yeah, I will show you. Uh, Q2 or Q1 EPS last night, 12 cent per share loss versus a 16 cent loss estimate. So they beat that estimate. Sales 1.62 versus 1.53 billion dollars. So beat and beat 
for the uh, for the Q1, and they set the bar high for themselves for the quarter and for the year. They gave uh, Q2 and fiscal year sales guidance that both came in above the estimate. Throw out the high, throw out the low, whatever, down 55 cents. I say you got to get green in this one pretty quickly. 51.51, that all-time closing high. You get green on this one. You start to roll north, take out that all-time high. Pre-market high was over $53. If this thing doesn't get green real quick, I could see some profit taking in this one. I thought it would move more. Straddle riders or straddle buyers are probably getting whooped on this one. Major support, and I'm talking major support in 48 bucks. So that's what I'm looking at in Chewy. Dennis, any thoughts on that issue? Uh, next. <laughs> you can just tell some stocks Dennis just does not care about. It. <laughs> and other- it's had to move. It, it, it's benefited. Yeah, I can't buy I, I'm it. Ta- just from a fundamental basis, and obviously fundamentals don't matter. I mean, they're kicking butt and taking names probably because they're in a lockdown. Well, people aren't going to the pet store. They're ordering on Chewy. So what happens when they start going out again? Eventually, the money maybe starts to flow out of this thing. This is the same as Peloton, really. I mean, it's a similar trade, just different product where everybody's staying at home. The Peloton's a pretty good alternative when you're in a lockdown. Chewy's a lockdown stock. Peloton's a lockdown stock. So if we go back to the lockdown, these stocks will catch a bit. If we start looking like the, the reopening's going well, money could come out of these stocks. All right. Uh, don't forget, we do have a uh, Fed meeting slash press conference today. Time, yeah. uh, two, same time as always, and 2 o'clock. And same bat time, same bat channel. I mean, Joel said it yesterday. We know what he's going to say. They're going to say they're data dependent. They're probably not going to make any changes to the interest rate policy or anything like that, but they'll try to give guidance best they can. But that uh, could move the market this afternoon. So keep that on your radar, everyone. Well, um, Yeah, two minutes left in today's show. I apologize. There are so many tickers in our chat. Can't get all right let's do uh yeah. you guys joel likes this oh, okay let's let's do, let's do two more stocks two more pick, pick uh, the tickers oh man there are just so many okay uh let me just random and close my eyes and oh winnebago here this came up uh wgo the reopening trade of the year really went from twenty dollars up to sixty-eight. Thor Industries, same thing. Both of these stocks just benefiting that. Nobody's ever gonna go to a hotel again because we're also all gonna buy Winnebago's and we're gonna stay in those. And then we have our own germs, we don't have to worry about other people's germs. So it's benefited significantly. These are classic reopening trades. Long in the tooth. If you're buying it here now, you are not even late for the party. The party is almost over. So I would ring the register. Yes, the trend is your friend. Yes, it could continue for a bit. But these trades, in my opinion, are very long in the tooth. And if you're buying it here, this is the absolute definition of chasing. But you still have the trend in your favor. So you want to hear something? Maybe you keep riding the trend. But if you're coming and putting new money into it here, I think the new money was to be put in two months ago. You want to? Are you sitting down? You want to hear something? Yeah. What do you got? Lisa. Lisa wants to get um, like one of these vehicles. <laughs> want to buy one of Bago? Yeah. I mean, it's. I get it. Why not? But I get it. Get... Gas prices are a little bit cheaper. We are right? taking pre-market prep on the road, folks. It makes sense. I mean, it totally makes sense. It's not absurd that they got these moves. Who's I mean, it makes sense. It, People are, are nervous. And I, I was saying reopening trade. It's actually not a reopening. It. I, it, it's, a, it's a trade that it's actually not a reopening trade. It's actually a trade that's benefiting simply 
from um, you know the hotels being everybody thinks they they they've got cooties, you know. So you know, <laughs> for lack of a better word, so people aren't going to want to go to hotels as much. So they're going to buy their Winnebago's and Thor's. I just think it's extended. It's too overextended for me to come here. All right, Joel, just say the word and we're taking the show on the road. Uh, I, I just, I'm like, well, who's going to drive it? Because I just, you know, you, you and I, you and I can rotate. Joel, you could drive that. No, I could, uh, parallel can you park parking? it is the question. <laughs> and then Oops, sorry about that. I, I just got your tail light a little bit, but it's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look out. Mr. Alconnon's on the road here. He's coming down. A lot of weight. Yeah, and hooking that thing up, and you know, you go to these. You could places. do some awesome tailgating with that thing, Joel. Uh, yeah, I think oh. you should get it. When we're gonna, me and Spencer <laughs> will even ride with you. We'll 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 take the Joel or the Alcon and Cooties even into consideration. We yeah. want to go for a ride in the Alcon and Winnebago. For sure. I we'll put I, the license plate on spoofs. She also she also mentioned the kayak. I think I'll just go with the kayak. You know, that'd be a little bit easier to navigate uh, than that. We had one more stock. I promise one more. Okay, one more. Let's look at uh, Workhorse WKHS. This is from okay. Mitch Who's Hodge. who gave this stock yesterday? In uh, who uh, gave Mitch, this? Mitch Hosh, I believe. Mitch gave this in the chat yesterday. Yeah. I tell you, I read the chat sometimes. I looked at the setup. I was like, that's a nice setup. I, I saw this about ten o'clock. I was rereading the chat because I was just getting done with my day trades and I was looking through and I was looking through the chat and I saw it. So this was Mitch that gave it yesterday. Somebody gave the stock yesterday. So whoever's giving it today, maybe it's the same person. I bought the stock at $3 and 35 cents. So it was Mitch that gave it yesterday. Thank you very much. It was a nice, it was just a clean setup. I'm like electric vehicles. The story could get hot again. Um, I'm still long it right now. So full disclosure, I am still long the stock right now. And I was immediately up like 13% net price from yesterday. So thank you very much, Mitch, if you were the one that gave it yesterday. Um, I'm, I obviously am bullish the stock. I'm still long it. So I'm sticking with it. It's a swing trade. I think the story could get hot. Wow. I didn't, did not expect that, that, that coming. All right. Uh, it's good to know. It, See, that was a good tip he, from our, he, our chat trader yesterday. If it was Mitch that gave it yesterday, um, if Mitch, if that was you, good job. It just goes to show you, you never know. Drop a ticker on the chat and... Uh, I look through. Lots, That's ideas. Lots our, ideas. Chat, yeah. our traders yeah. are very, you know, are, we have some very good traders in our chat and I get some fantastic ideas mm -hmm. from the people in our chat. Some fantastic ideas. So I always leave through and I was like, you know, I, I look and, you know, I'm looking for ducks in a row. I'm like, Oh, that's a stock I haven't thought about in a while. What's it doing? And I look at the chart and I'm like, oh, it kind of looks like it wants to break out. So, and obviously, you know, if we were talking about it on the show, maybe I would have talked about it and said I liked it then, but I didn't see it till 10 o'clock. It wasn't on the show. And I looked at it. I was like, I like that chart. I bought it at $3.35. It's 385. I mean, I'm up 50 cents on a $3 stock. Surprised you're not out of it in short. <laughs> I, I, think started, I, I designated it swing trade. So I did designate it. Uh, okay. We trade. know how long that lasts. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, we'll see if it starts to go crazy. When the things go up like 30, 20, 30%, I can't help but ring the register. It's just in me. I never, you know, I'm not Scalper very good. Scalper, Scalper blood. Scalper blood. Scalper blood, Joel. I got to like take a knife and poke my finger and I got to squeeze that scalper blood out of me, you know, but I, I'm trying, it's hard to do. Hey, uh, Spencer, just uh, real quick before uh, we wrap, uh, due to popular demand, I went back on a hot mic yesterday, okay. and uh, I'm going to hop back on today because we're getting so many uh, so many issues that we're not covering here. So uh, after we sign off here, uh, join me on a hot mic that I, 
Io Joel Code three one seven, and uh, I'll try and cover the issues that we missed on the show. Who's our uh, Who's our guest tomorrow, Spencer? Uh, it's a great question, as always, Joel. Tomorrow's guest is uh, Mark Chaykin. He would join the show. He joins us every other Thursday. We love Mark. And yeah, so I've uh, seen a lot of questions in the chat about Benzinga Pro, how to get it, uh, how much it costs. There are different pricing levels. There's a link in the description of this video on YouTube. Go into the description. There's a link to Pro. That link will get you a free trial and a discount should you choose to continue that trial. So the link is in there. Uh, Pro.benzinga.com is the main site, and there are different levels of the uh, subscription that you can check out there. I uh, want to thank our guest today, Ivan Feinstein. Thanks to Ray Mack in the YouTube chat, dropping us uh, a, a donation, which you're always, I'm not going to. We got a donation? I'm not, not going to say don't donate, but yeah, Ray Mack in the YouTube chat dropped us a little small donation today. We a little tip jar, that, eh? A little tip jar. How do we jar. get those tips? That's the first one ever. No, no, we had a few. We it's had not a few. the first one. Oh, really? You guys didn't tell they me just, about they it? They just don't give us the tips, Joel. They just keep <laughs> them. <laughs> yeah, that's why Jason says hits the like on YouTube. They're probably making a ton off the YouTube. <laughs> we, we, we don't get those tips, it doesn't appear. But <laughs> no comment. Okay. No uh, comment. Spencer's <laughs> no. like, dee dee ding, cha ching, cha ching. Oh, look at Spencer. He's going to get a new car or a new tire. He needs a new tire because he got a flat tire. There you go. Okay, give it to Spence. It's okay. I don't need tips. <laughs> All right. I get stock tips. I get tips like from Mitch there on that w, uh, on that workhorse. That's the best tip I can get. Buy sheep, sell deer. Okay. All right. Uh, please remember that all the we better stop this show. This is our show is going off the rails as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Don't forget to hit that like button. Subscribe to our channel. Thanks everyone for joining us. Joel and I will be back at three forty. In the meantime, have a good rest of your Wednesday and wherever you are, stay safe. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.